The Lord be with you. Hey, everybody. Can I just soak you in just for a minute? It is so good to see your faces, masks and all. You have been missed very much. And I uh, just want to say how wonderful it is that we're all gathered together tonight. So I, I did the count of Sundays since we last worshiped together. And 21 Sundays ago, we were in the sanctuary. And ever since then, we've been worshiping with you, of course, on our YouTube channel. But it is so wonderful to have you here tonight. Aside from welcoming all of you in the park, I want to give a big shout out and welcome to all those who will be joining us via YouTube this week, catching this service any day. We know that when God calls us to come together, that God's spirit is at work as we worship. A couple of things to share with you today. Safety is our priority, and I can see you're doing wonderful for those of you who are on site. We do ask that you wear your mask when you're here and that you practice social distancing. Safety is our number one priority tonight. So how will we do the offering if we have no plates to pass? So right by our camera crew, we have a special offering collection box. It is going to be there for you. So following worship, if you have brought your envelope or if you have cash or change, you can feel free to do that. Just like in church, when we reach our offering, if you text to give or give electronically, you can do so at that time. We wanted to make everything um, touchless. So the box is set up in such a way that you can just drop your gift in. And of course, uh, you can't have any public setting without bringing up the bathrooms. Yes, the building is open only at that Hubbard Street door that if you look to your right, you will see that. We have Jared in there. Uh, you can use the bathroom. You will be directed to, to which bathroom that you can use. And anytime you come into the building now for some time ahead, we have a COVID form that you can find on the app and in our website and also um, you can have it emailed to you, and there's a paper copy if by chance you don't have your iPhone when you show up to the church. So we're going to do that so that we can make sure that we're practicing safe habits. Okay, so after all of that not exciting housekeeping stuff, let, let me say this. Thank you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much, members of Rosedale, who have continued to worship and be engaged in mission, who have joined us in online classes, pub theology, mission projects. We have kept running. And so despite not being physically together, we have been together, and God has been doing amazing things. One of the amazing things that's happening right now is right now inside of our building, Andrew Barker, who's here to my left tonight, and his amazing company have been setting up all of the sound and all of the digital, the screens. Uh, it, is, it is amazing. It is truly amazing. Uh, when Kate and I got to stand in the center of the sanctuary and hear the new sound, I literally cried. It's just so amazing. 
20 headsets for those, 10 for those who wear hearing aids, 10 for those who need the boost of sound. Now all may hear when we worship together. The video production that now we found out was absolutely necessary as we were apart during this time, where before we wondered if we really needed to do a whole lot with video, COVID came and the only way to worship with you, the only way to engage you was to have you join in worship via social media and YouTube. The way to communicate with you is through Facebook and all else. And so we give God thanks for the generosity of many people in this place who have contributed to this amazing sound and digital system. Also, before you leave today, whether you walk by or you drive by, we also have another exciting ministry that just begun, so to speak, when Terry Deming finished building what is now our new RGPC Deacon Cupboard. It is actually, when you walk by, if you, had, if you look towards the Hubbard Street entrance there in West Chicago, you'll see what looks like our logo. And it's amazing. It's a cupboard that he built based on the logo, and food and pantry items will be stored within it. The deacons have some things to figure out as to how we're going to make food available to people. But that cupboard will be there, as we know, during these days and in many days. There are people who are hungry, not only in our neighborhoods, even in our church and the community. So now we will be a part of feeding people. It's unlocked. At any point, folks can come and take out something from our pantry. But as all things Presbyterian, it needs a committee. It needs all the details. We'll let you know when we need items, and we'll make sure that when we get it filled and we're ready to go, we will dedicate that ministry. I share that with you to say, God has been moving. God has been present. Despite all the hardship of COVID, despite all the unrest in this world, God has been faithful. God is always with us today in this beautiful service whether you're home watching, on television, God is with you this day. I now would like to ask Pastor Kate to come forward. Now I get to say hi to everybody's beautiful faces. Hey, so awesome. So the, uh, the Irish poet Robert Burns said it best. The best laid plans of mice and men often go awry. Anybody here know anything about that by any chance? So it has definitely made itself manifest once again today as last night I took a phone call from one of my senior students. Um, as you probably know, we are supposed to be doing our baccalaureate worship service today and celebrating our seniors. So last night at 8 o'clock, got a phone call from one of my seniors letting me know that her boyfriend just tested positive for COVID. Now the problem is she just had her graduation party last Sunday, and five of our seven graduates were there. So out of abundance of caution, I politely told them I'm sorry, <laughs> but you can't come worship today and we are going to reschedule our baccalaureate service to uh, August 23rd, God willing. 
So I spent the day trying to refigure worship and my sermon, so I'm going to ask you ahead of time for a little extra grace. <laughs> and uh, yeah, but so excited just to be here with you all. So we are going to keep our seniors in our prayers. I'm sure that everything is going to be just fine, but that was the steps that we needed to take. So with that, Steve. From the book of Genesis, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants and trees on the land that bear fruit with seed in it, according to their various kinds. And it was so. I'd like to ask you all to please stand as the Spirit so moves you. And would like to have you all participate in the call to worship with us. When we direct you, would like you to respond with, and God saw that it was good. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and, and God, God saw that, that it was good. At our beginning, God created us, and God, God saw that it was good. God created the church and all those who serve beyond its walls. And, and God, God saw that, that it, it was good. God created a plan for the salvation of the world through Jesus Christ. And, and God, God saw that it was good. God created us to be beings of worship. And, and God, God saw that it was good. Let us worship God. Say this after me, Lord of all, to thee we raise. This our hymn of grateful praise. You'll know when it comes in. joy of human love brother 
brother, sister, parent, child, friends on earth and friends above, for all gentle thoughts and mild. Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. For Thyself, best gift divine, to the world so freely give. For that great, great love of Thine, peace on earth and joy in heaven. Lord of all, to Thee we raise this our hymn of grateful praise. You may be seated. A reading from Psalm 1. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Let us have an evening prayer, and we're actually going to start with the Lord's Prayer, and at its conclusion, I'll add a few things. So now, community, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. For God, our creator, we come in awe of you this night. We are overwhelmed by the wonder of your creation. We are inspired by the mystery of life. We are amazed by the beauty of your world and that you have called us to be stewards of your good creation. We give you thanks, holy God, that you delight in us. Help us, too, to meditate on your word day and night, as Psalm 1 says. May we be like your trees planted by streams of water. May our lives in following you bear fruit. We give you thanks that like rings on a tree, for we are encouraged by all the generations, for those who have come before us, who taught us how to open our Bibles, how to worship you, who Jesus is. We give you thanks for all those who will come after us, for our children for our youth, for truly they have so much to teach us. We ask, Lord, that we would continue to be faithful to them as we continue to nurture them in faith. For we give you thanks this day for the gift of your trees. 
as we now sit under the shade, as we now can peer up at the sky, give thanks for the trees that surround us, for the life that they help sustain. We give you thanks, Lord God, that like trees, you plant yourself in our lives and you call us too to grow. We thank you for your magnificent beauty, for the ways in which you touch our lives, even in the midst of hardship. For Lord Jesus, as we gather tonight, for we know that there are many names that are on our hearts. We ask, Lord, that you would hear the prayer of us all. We pray for those in the hospital. We pray for their healing. We pray for those in phases of recovery. We pray that you would be with them and help them to persevere. We pray for those undergoing tests and procedures. We pray for those who have lost a loved one. We pray for your peace, your comfort, your compassion to be upon each one. And Lord God, we give you thanks for new life, for the births, for the boys and the girls that have made their way into this world, reminding us that your future and ours are united. We give you thanks for new life. We continue to ask that you'd pray for this world of ours, for truly with explosions in Beirut and the Arctic Sea and politicking COVID, there is truly so much that we have happening in our world. Help us, though, never to falter. Be with us. Guide us. Equip us to be your church. For we know that when we weep, you weep with us. And we know that when we rejoice, you rejoice with us. Comfort your people. Comfort us. And then equip us with your joy. For God, the spirit of life, we thank you for your constant presence, for your healing and your love, for the challenge of your word, the inspiration of your gospel, for the community of your church. Renew us, refresh us, enable us, enliven us, challenge us, change us, prompt us, improve us in our worship, in our mission, and in our service. In your name, holy God, creator, redeemer, and sustainer. And everybody said, Amen. For those of you who are listening with your cars, you can honk to the amen. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. Hallelujah. You look wonderful. I have missed you. This one-sided conversation we've been having Today we get something different, and I'm really glad to see you. The reading is from Isaiah 11. It's overwhelming to see you. We have been looking at an empty sanctuary for over 20 weeks. Let's try that again. The reading comes from Isaiah. 
<clears throat> a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. From his roots, a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and of might. The spirit of the knowledge and fear of the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide by what he hears with his ears, but with righteousness he will judge the needy. With justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt, and faithfulness the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb. The leopard will lie down with the goat. The calf and the lion and the yearling together, and a little child will lead them. The cow will feed with the bear. Their young will lie down together, and the lion will eat straw like an ox. The infant will play near the cobra's den, and the young child will put its hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his resting place will be glorious. This is the word of the Lord. To prepare for this time of offering and to hear the beautiful offertory, just a couple words to think about. Don't think about the plates. Don't even think about the actual gift that you give in this moment. Think about the gift that is Jesus Christ. The gift that it is to be in God's good creation tonight. Think about the fact that every day we are called to be an offering. Think about the fact that God is at work in you, that our response to all these gifts that God has given us is to be an offering, to be the gift, to share of ourselves, the talents that you have within you, sometimes even just a, a smile or a note in the mail. Whatever ways we can give in COVID, you have been giving. And that, too, is part of your offering. So now as we prepare to thank, to thank God for God's many gifts, we now enter the time of offering, thinking about the ways in which we can continue to serve Jesus Christ, our lives, our church, as an offering to him.
stand if you're able? Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Friends, let us pray. God of all good gifts, we give you thanks for this day for giving us the opportunity to be part of your work in the world. We freely give you the best of our lives and our labors and pray they bless others. We give to you out of reverence and humility and pray confidently that you will bless these gifts and the work of our hands for the betterment of this world and your kingdom. All this we pray in Jesus' name, and everyone said and honked, amen. And while you're standing, let's sing together, Our God is an Awesome God. Our God is an awesome God who reigns from heaven and earth with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Our God is an awesome God who reigns from heaven above with wisdom, power, and love. Our God is an awesome God. Amen? And it is good to see you. A reading from the Gospel of John. Verses from chapter 15. Listen to the word of the Lord for you this night. I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes, so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask for whatever you wish and it will be done for you. For this is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. My friends, join me in a quick prayer. Holy God, may all that we do and say in this night give you praise, honor, and glory. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 
So again, remember, grace, my friends. Thank you. <laughs> so when I, was, when I was a little kid, I had uh, dreams. And one of, the, one of the things that I had dreamed about uh, first when I was really little was I wanted to be a farmer. Not really sure how that worked out growing up in uh, Metro Detroit, but I loved open spaces, loved animals, thought it'd be cool to be a farmer. And then eventually, as I got older, I wanted to be a rock star, right? I mean, who didn't want to be a rock star, especially in middle school? You know, Bon Jovi and Elvis, Kelly's not the only one who was highly influenced by both of them. So that's where some dreams were. But never in my wildest imagination would I have ever thought that I would become an internet sensation, <laughs> right? <laughs> so anyway, it's so good to see you all tonight. What an amazing blessing. So as we kind of had to uh, rework the theme for the day, I thought, what better theme to have for this evening than the idea of trees? I mean, look around. All these gorgeous trees that we have surrounding us right now. How awesome is it? How beautiful are they? And the best part tonight about these trees is the amount of shade that it's giving us from the heat. So what I'm going to do today is kind of draw for you this path of trees that goes all throughout scripture because we get these amazing trees to look at. So we're going to take a look at all the places. Well, not all the places, or you'll be here all night, that the trees, trees are mentioned in scripture. I have a deep abiding love for the outdoors. Uh, growing up, we actually had a stand of, of trees quite large behind the house that I grew up in. We just simply called it the woods. I mean, it wasn't giant, but it was big enough that we actually had bike paths and that sort of thing going through it. So I think that's kind of where my love for the outdoors started was as a kid. And many of you know that I've spent the last two summers taking a trip to Isle Royal, backpacking Isle Royal up in Lake Superior, going again this year and very excited, especially since boats aren't allowed to go this year. So it's even going to be more remote than ever. And then recently I came across a book that our good friend Dakota Roos handed off to me called Reforesting Faith. And for someone who loves the outdoors and loves trees, I ate this book up. So a lot of the information for this evening's sermon comes from this book, and it's really, really wonderful. And after reading this book, I finished it this summer, not long after I was on this little mountain bike trip with my nephew and Part of the trail went th through this amazing stand of pine trees and we stopped just to hang out and just kind of look at just the beauty of them and the wind was making them blow and they were super tall so only the tops of the trees were blowing and I said to him listen God's talking to us through the trees and all because of this book it really got my my eyes opened to God's magnificence through trees so there's an amazing quote by George Washington Carver, and he says this, reading about nature is fine, but if a person walks in the woods and listens carefully, he can learn more than what is in books, for they speak with the voice of God. Trees help us to see and understand the nature and character of God, and they do this in a number of ways. One way, 
just by looking at the scripture, it's obvious that God has a deep and abiding love for trees. Like God, trees are in the life business. Responsible stewardship is one way we can express our love and our respect for God. Planting trees demonstrates love of our neighbors and hope for future generations. And trees help us to regain a sense of wonder. Nothing else on the planet other than trees grows older, taller, or bigger, and they have been around since the beginning of time. Other than God and people, the Bible mentions trees more than any other living thing. And of course, we owe our lives to trees. If you really think about it, from sap to bark, wood, flowers, fruit, and of course, oxygen. Trees support life on many levels. They purify the air and are responsible for water and rain, being able to travel more than 300 miles inland. Trees are home to one half of all the creatures that live on land, even trees that are dead. A tree that has fallen in the forest may support seven, several thousand flora and fauna species throughout the course of its decomposition. They give us food and shade. They are one of the first things that children learn to draw. And of course, one of the most amazing things about trees is they give us chocolate. So trees make life sweet on many levels. Christianity is the only religion that weaves trees from one end of the sacred text to the other. Literally, we see trees in the very first chapter, the very last chapter of scripture, and then in thousands of places all throughout. Now let's spend a little time doing a little quiz, and I'm hoping I can hear some of you through your masks. So I'm going to ask a few questions. Does anybody happen to know how wisdom in the Bible is described? You do? What is it? Anyone? It's described as the tree of life. In the book of Proverbs, wisdom is described as the tree of life. Now let's think about this. Every important character and theological event in the Bible has some form of a tree associated with it in some form or fashion. So let's think about this. Let's start with the fall. What was part of the fall? The forbidden fruit that came from a tree. Exactly. Now, how about the flood? How did we see a tree involved in the flood? Building of the ark. Exactly. And I got a tricky one. How about the overthrow of Pharaoh? Not quite. I'm getting to Moses. Yeah, we got Moses, but the overthrow of Pharaoh that, of course, Moses had everything to do with. Any thoughts? Anyone? The staff. Yes, there was a staff that turned into a snake. And then how about the very last plague? I think I heard it. 
Oh, locusts, not quite, but the doorposts. So what happened on the doorposts is God commanded the people to take a hyssop branch, which comes from a tree, and to spread the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. Take a piece of wood, spread the blood of the lamb on the doorposts. We're going to come back to that one. Now how about Abraham? A couple ideas with Abraham. And he built fire on the altar exactly when he went to sacrifice his son. Hmm. Interesting. And then, of course, we got Moses and the burning bush. And now how about Jesus? Let's start from the beginning. The beginning of Jesus, I heard it. The manger, of course, was made out of wood. What else at the very beginning of Jesus' life? This one might be tricky. I just learned it today. I heard somebody say something. Sorry, I'm having a hard... Yes, so he was a carpenter, yes, but also frankincense and myrrh. Both come from different forms of wood. They're oils from wood. And of course, Jesus was a carpenter, which naturally he worked with wood, and then finally, the cross. Exactly, the cross that came from a tree that had the blood of a lamb spread on it, right? Now let's go back to Moses real quick. There's this story about when Moses and the Israelites and they're wandering around through the desert and they have no water, or they do come across water, but it's bitter, it's not very good to drink. Does anyone know the story about what Moses did to make that water sweet? He threw a piece of wood into the water and it made it sweet and made it good for drinking for the Israelites. Now something really cool, how else do we make water sweet these days ourselves to make it okay for drinking? We use filters and what are filters made of? Charcoal and paper that also come from trees. So we are still making our water sweet and good to drink through the use of trees. And there's a wonderful quote that comes out of First Chronicles and it says, let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord. And I love that idea. And of course, another way that we all get blessed by the use of trees and the way trees sing is in the making of musical instruments of all sorts. Some of the most beautiful instruments on the planet, like a Stradivarius, are made from special wood that gives it that rich, beautiful sound. So that is the way that the trees sing their praises to the Lord. The first temple was made not of stone, but of the cedars of Lebanon. And then, of course, when we get into the life of Jesus, there's trees all over the place. Jesus called Nathaniel, one of the first disciples, out from under a tree. He saw the guy hanging out and called him to him to, him, to be his disciple. We know that Zacchaeus climbed a tree so that he could see Jesus better. There's a story of a man who got healed and the first, uh, a blind man who got healed, and he described the people walking around looking to him like trees that were walking around. 
And of course, Jesus and the disciples prayed under trees and found solace under trees in the garden at the Mount of Olives. There's a great quote by Paul from the book of Romans, and he says that, uh, he tells us that quite simply, if we have ever gone for a walk in the woods, we are without excuse for knowing God. He is implying that just by taking a look at God's creation and the magnificence of it, that should be enough for us to praise and give thanks for him. And of course, as Christians, we have been described as branches that have been grafted into Israel's tree trunk with roots that help us stand fast, no matter what troubles might come our way. Of course, all through Jesus' parables, we see everything from seeds to soil to fruit and to bushes. Jesus declares the kingdom of God to be like a tree. And the only thing that Jesus ever harmed was a tree. And the only thing that was ever capable of harming Jesus was a tree. You see, from the moment Jesus was born, someone was trying to kill him. Men tried to stab him, stone him, throw him off a cliff, but it didn't work. He could go 40 days without a meal, get into the ring with the toughest opponent on the planet, and walk away after three rounds. There was no point in trying to drown him, because he'd just walk away from that, too. No, the only thing that could kill Jesus was a tree. And then after his resurrection, ironically enough, the women mistook him for being the gardener. The other interesting thing about trees, they can live just fine without us. <laughs> they don't need us at all, but we need trees. We just would not, quite frankly, live if there were no trees. So I read something interesting that uh, they say that the American Dust Bowl in the 1930s resulted from removing the fence line and hedgerows from farms as small land holdings were combined to form larger estates. Without that natural barriers on the edges of the tilled fields, there was nothing to stop erosion and retain water runoff. So during the Dust Bowl, the federal government planted nearly a quarter of a billion trees to combat the damage done to the landscape by the wholesale removal of fence breaks and hedgerows and the practice of excessive plowing. Fascinating. Again, trees can live just fine without human beings, but human beings cannot live without trees. And there are two opposing forces at war on this planet. One says, look to yourself. It's all about you. The other says, love God and love your neighbor. The man who said the latter claimed to be the true vine and the tree of life. God chose a tree as his symbol of life the largest and long-lived form of life on earth is a tree. Whether dead or alive, trees are always supporting life. And it is not surprising then that the author of life would put a tree at the beginning, the middle, and end of his message to us. And that is the Bible, of course, also made from trees. Again, 
trees can live just fine without human beings, but human beings cannot live without trees, and that has been made so evident to us through our salvation, through the cross of Christ. So one final thought. Trees are the only things from our childhood that are bigger when we go back to visit them as adults. Shouldn't our faith be like that too? The Bible doesn't tell us to be like a house or a chariot or a lion. It tells us to be like a fruitful tree. So grow, make the world better, and bear fruits. We are created in God's image. God loved trees, and so should we. Alleluia. Amen. We have beautiful trees here. I don't know if you were doing like I was or like our staff was. We were looking at the weather report for days and up until last night, and the Lord really blessed us. Isn't this wonderful today? Really good to see you again. Uh, I realize you don't have hymnals with you, but we're going to sing How Great Thou Art. We're going to sing the first and the last verse. And it would be wonderful if you would go back in your memory and pull those words and there are people around us, people walking, people playing over here. It would be wonderful they could hear us singing. Let's stand and sing, How Great Thou Art. O oh Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe display. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. When Christ shall come of acclamation to take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow in humble adoration and there proclaim my god how great thou art then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art how great thou art then sings my soul my savior god to thee how great thou art, how great thou art. Please be seated. There's a scripture for you tonight. 
Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city. His servants will serve him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun, for the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. My friends, I hope you know God's abundant love for each and every one of you. And I hope that after this night you had some little nugget that you can take with you just to remind you every time you see a tree, which lucky us, they're all over the place, that you are reminded of God's great love for you and the story that trees have all throughout scripture and how you play into that story as well by bearing fruit to the world. So my friends, this night, may the love of God, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you this night, every day, and all nights. Amen. Thank you.